This is Jimmy Scroggins. I'm the lead pastor at Family Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. Are you tired of going to conferences, reading books, and listening to speakers who tell you how to do church when you know that you cannot do what they are recommending? You've come to the right place on our podcast. We're going to give you principles, strategies, and ideas that you can implement right now with the resources you have at your church because this is church for the rest of us. And we're back. Church for the rest of us took a summer break, and now we're launching a brand new season to talk about one of our most popular topics. I'm here with Communications Director Leslie Bennett, and we are going to kick off this next season by talking more about creating a healthy church culture. That's right, Jimmy. As we looked at our numbers from our first two seasons, we realized that one of our most important topics is when we talked about creating church culture and how culture trumps programs. I believe I'm quoting you directly when I say, good culture will beat bad programs every single time, and bad culture will destroy good programs every single time. Culture will eat programs for breakfast. I said it. And then we had our shopper conference this spring, and we got a lot of really great feedback But there was really one thing that stood out to many of those who came, and that was our culture. Yeah, as I talked to pastors who brought their teams to Sharper, and there was a whole bunch of them, and some of them for really large churches, our size or bigger, some from smaller. But one of the things they kept telling me was, hey, how did you guys build that kind of culture? Or we could feel as we went to breakout sessions into the big room, and we were walking around the facility, we felt the culture of family church. And that's what they kept asking me about. I want to talk about our programs and our systems. And I'm really impressed with that. Well, they weren't, but they like our culture. You know, and it's, we're going to do our best to define this. I think it can be a little bit nebulous at times. I feel like it's like the fish swimming in the ocean. He doesn't realize that he's surrounded by the water. So we're in it all the time. And so we've had to think about this a little bit. If we look at the actual dictionary definition of culture, When you look it up, it says the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group. And then I looked up organizational culture, and I found this super interesting because it's a lot of what we're going to talk about. It's about vision, mission, core values, behaviors, standards, measurables. What do we measure? What do we track? Our systems, our processes, how we incorporate accountability and feedback, how we recognize people, and basically how we communicate. Um, So these are the kinds of topics that we're going to tackle over the course of this season. So what are some of the principles about culture that our listeners should keep in mind as we go through these topics. Okay, as we go through this, these are some things that I think are just crucial for pastors to understand about culture. So for our listeners, whether you're in a small church or a medium-sized church or a big church, urban, rural, suburban, wherever you are in the world, these are some things that I think will be true. Okay, first of all, culture is always mediated through leadership over time. Mm -hmm. Culture is mediated through leadership over time. Okay, I've been here 10 years. I've been reiterating some of these principles the whole time and people forget and new people come on board and we have to keep driving culture. And it is my job as the key leader in the organization to mediate the culture that I believe God wants us to have. And it takes time to do it. You can't institute culture in a week or a meeting or a retreat or whatever. Mm -hmm. Secondly, culture is dynamic. It is not static. Some things are going to stay the same, but some things are going to change. And so the culture that we had 10 years ago is different than the culture that we had five years ago, which is different than the culture that we had today, which is different than the culture we'll have five years from now. It's going to change. Now, I think it'll track on a trajectory that has some consistency and it'll build, 
but it's dynamic, not static. It, Leslie, it's kind of like uh, marriage. We've both been married for decades. Mm-hmm. You and George have been married 30 over years. yeah 30 years. So Chris and I have been married 24 years. And so when someone says, hey, I, the person that I'm married to is, that's not the person that I married. Right. Right. Of course, it's not the person that you married. The person that I married was 21. And now she's a little bit older. I'm not going to tell you how old. <laughs> yeah. Culture is dynamic, not static. Mm-hmm. Third thing, good programs cannot make up for bad culture. Mm-hmm. Good programs cannot make up for bad culture. And I really feel like churches and pastors tend to be program-centric or even production-centric, but none of that can make up for an unhealthy culture. And I have people come and ask me all the time, hey, tell me how you do evangelism. Tell me how you do small groups. Tell me how you onboard uh, new members. And I can tell them all that, and I think they can really help them. But I don't care how you program it. You can't program culture, and good programs will not make up for bad culture. Another idea is that culture is driven from the pulpit, we call the air war, and then fleshed out in the ground war. Mm -hmm. So the leader is the one mediating this culture. He does it over time, but then it's got to be fleshed out in the ground war. So your air war and your ground war have got to be connected. Back in episode 18 of our podcast, we talked about preaching to lead, and we're going to delve more into that in the coming weeks as we talk about how we do live preaching at all of our campuses. But it's got to be driven from the pulpit because the pulpit is the key place that culture is disseminated in a church. I mean, that's the key place where the leader actually stands and delivers. And you can say, well, you know, I think the executive pastor should drive it or the student pastor should drive it or the children's pastor should drive it. And I'm often asked by staff members, how can I drive culture even though my lead pastor, my senior pastor isn't on board? And my answer is always you can't because the pulpit is going to be in a church where the culture really emanates from. Another idea is that we need to drive culture all the way through the organization. You've got to drive it through the organization so Mm -hmm. it can't just come in the pulpit. The leaders of the church have to push these ideas out and almost enforce them at every level of the organization. So your adult small groups, your kids ministry, your student ministry, all have to be eating the same food and breathing the same air that is coming from the top leadership in the organization. You've got to drive it all the way out. And then, of course, Leslie, uh, people always replicate what we celebrate. That's right. And so what the key leaders in the organization celebrate, people are going to replicate. So we have a way we say that around here. We say you always get more of what you honor. Mm. And people are all, that's true in your family. Your Mm -hmm. kids will do that. In relationships, your friends will do that. And when you're a pastor, the people in your church will tend to give you more of what you honor. That's why it's important to tell stories. And if you have an ability to do it, you should make videos. And people often connect to stories more than they connect to principles. And so you have to usually tie a principle to a story in order to get it across. And the best stories are the ones you're celebrating, not stories from someone else's church or some past ministry experience, but celebrating the experiences and the things that are happening right now. And people will replicate what you celebrate. And that's a lot of what I am involved in as we drive that through our website or through the videos that we do. And it's a lot of fun to collect those stories. And it reminds us all of why we do what we do. Um, So these are some really great guiding principles as we launch this season. We're going to get more into the nuts and bolts of creating a healthy church culture. So I really hope our listeners will stick around for more. Next week, we'll start by looking at some of the behaviors 
that define the ways we strive to keep our relationships healthy. Yeah, and Leslie, you do such a great job as the Director of Communications here at Family Church, helping us with our messaging, both from the platform and throughout our organization. And that really helps to drive. So you're kind of at the the tip of the spear when it comes to driving culture throughout. And you do such a good job with that. Hey, listen, I want our listeners to know that not only are we launching our podcast today, we are also opening our registration for Sharper 2019, where we are going to be able to interact with you on this topic, creating a healthy church culture. I want you to come. I want you to sign up. I want you to bring your team. It's inexpensive. It's fun. There's no green room. You can interact with me. You can interact with all of our leadership. We want you to come and be a part of Sharper 2019. Check it out at sharperconference.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I'd love for you to follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Scroggins or check out familychurchnetwork.com to chime in on our blog. We want your feedback on today's podcast. Plus, we want to know what you are doing because we want to learn from you too. Hey, until next time. This is Jimmy Scroggins, and you've been listening to Church for the Rest of Us.